Testing one, two, testing one, two, one, two, nine, seven, as in episode 97. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of the A-League show. We in here. How's everybody doing? How's everybody going? I'm in here, Keen Balaam. We got Jeremy up in here. Got Shot up in here. How's everybody? Yeah, is that is that the new intro? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it last week. I heard it last week. And then I was like, I guess this is gonna be the, the thing for every episode. I try now. to change it up from <laughs> week to week. Like I come up with I come up with, with different stuff. I come up with this stuff in my sleep, man. Okay, I, I hear you, I hear you, Keem. I hear you, Keem. But I, I'm doing well, you know. <laughs> thankful it's Sunday morning. Gotta thank uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for waking me up this morning. Mm. Uh I remember that Dimitri uh, shouted out God the last time, or one of the times he he came back. Yeah, and I was like, dang, we haven't done that in a couple of weeks. So I just wanted to to be the one to to say that this week. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's been cool uh, making the transition to spring sports. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, we got we got like six sports and six schools, so mm-hmm. uh, that's like thirty six sports. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> and you got parents yeah. calling, and, and, parents, oh, and parents calling when you didn't cover their 30, and coaches, one man. of their thirty six, and coaches, man, because it's like, oh, you didn't come, you didn't come to the to the game to cover my like, hey, like. There's only there's only a few of us. Like we can't we can't be in multiple places in, in in one day. Like if we could, we would clone ourselves and be at three or four sports every single day. Well, you know what, Joaquin? Uh, I have been. <laughs> I have literally been. I, I went to a school one time, man, and I. Wow, you really? I went to a, a one game, and I was at that game. Uh huh. I, I waited to halftime, and I left that game. Uh huh. Went to another game on the same campus. What? Went over to that game. Covered that game, yeah. came back to the other game, finished covering that game, got done with that game, went Jeremy. to an entirely different school Jeremy. the same night and covered another game and then covered a game after that. Yeah, Jeremy. well, well you, you know Jeremy. you know what that is. What? That, that's artwork right there. <laughs> <laughs> got, got any art? Got any art? <laughs> as long as you get art, it's all right. <laughs> just be there five minutes, take a – just get one good one for art that we can use as art yep. for, uh, <laughs> for Monday, and we should be good. And I'm starting to give I'm, a call. I'm starting to wonder, man. I'm shot after after Jeremy just said that. I'm starting to wonder if this if this is the only Jeremy. Like I'm really starting to wonder <laughs> if there may be like maybe three or four Jeremy Johnsons <laughs> running around Athens and Watkinsville. <laughs> oh yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of me. <laughs> that must be what it that must be what it feels like. And you know, just as just as a side, also this also happens to be the the um. This also happens to be with episode 97, only three episodes shy of the big 100, deuce. 100. Three years, man. Wow. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, you just never know, man. You, you just never, never know, man. We we gonna get there. We getting to we getting to episode one hundred. We coming for that. We coming for that for that century mark. So that's that's all good. You know, also a few days before Valentine's Day. It, it don't mean nothing I, I, to I, me. I, I don't know. I don't know why you said it like that, Keem. Like you hey, said, it like it's a bad thing. Hey. Like, it, it, don't, it don't mean nothing to me because it don't I'm. To me. I'm on the market. It I'm on the market. Like the three of us. Drake, Drake thought that was the one. Yeah, Drake, yeah. Drake thought that was the one, man. Mm-hmm. He said, "I bought this 
A Michael Jackson vocals. <laughs> oh, this man. one going. This is going to oh. be a smash. <laughs> no, sir. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> no, I <sir>. can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got the playlist already and everything, but, you know, for the most part, I ain't got any plans. I don't know if you have any plans either unless you know um, what's going on. <laughs> well, you know, Thursday is uh, if if my one of my team win mm-hmm. on, on Monday, then Thursday would be the final four of private schools. So mm-hmm. oh, really? I'll be oh, down so in Montgomery. Yeah. Already? Um, Mm. Yeah, yeah. Pri- private schools like they they uh they finish earlier because it's like oh yeah, that's right. Oh, so okay. private schools already in state tournament. They're in uh they're in like quarterfinals right now. Right. Okay. And then, all the uh, private schools and all the Christian schools. Yeah, exactly. Sem- semifinals on Thursday and then finals on Saturday. Mm. And they start a lot earlier than yeah. And then you know Alabama in general is kind of a little earlier because yeah, right. state uh for public schools start on Monday. Oh, so they split them up and let them have their own like time period. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I well, like that. well, I mean, because you know, there's the. Uh, well, I don't know how it is in Georgia. I think it's the same, but you know, you have the Alabama Independent School Association. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's for private schools, and then you have the AHSAA, right? Oh, no, which is more the public, public schools. schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, right. Georgia's one A, one A, uh, private. That's where all the. But then again, like there's that's where all the small private schools yeah. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you got. Uh, like you got private schools sprinkled throughout, uh, like three A, four A, two A. Oh yeah, that's like right. They're they're spread out because you got like the big, uh, like the Blessed Trinities, uh, Marys. Yeah. Uh, what's the other big one? There's another big one I'm missing. Um, Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. I think Wesleyan may be one A, but anyway, those are like the really like they're usually Atlanta uh-huh. uh, based uh, private schools that have a lot right. of students. So they they compete with like the really big school big teams in. Four and five, eight, six, a. Isn't Eagles Landing also private? Yeah, Eagles Landing Christian is private, mm-hmm. and they're in one a. Oh, okay, private. gotcha. They, I'm not even gonna get into that because <laughs> I remember I, I I worked on I worked on something once upon a time for the uh, uh for the uh, paper down in uh, Jonesboro. I was doing a couple of articles on them, uh, you know, a few months uh, back, a few years back. But um, but yeah, lots uh, lots definitely going on. And oh, by the way, pro tip: roses are red, violets are blue. So on Valentine's Day. Listen to A League with your boo. Just remember that. Just remember that. Pro tips. Pro tips on dropping that knowledge. But <laughs> so oh, man, yo, whoa! I did not expect that. I that, did not like, see that, that was, was like, I was like, wow. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> now you know I definitely was thinking of that. I think about these ideas but, for but, sure. But you also know what what Valentine's Day. Uh, the last couple of years, really, but this year especially, it means the start of NBA All Star Weekend. And at that the end is. of the day, the love of ball. It's all that matters because ball is life. <laughs> ball is life. Ball is life. And we oh, I wish I would go home and say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but shout out to everybody. Who, who's going? To, is anybody going to Charlotte? Well, I know Keem. Keem probably going because he's up there. I'm making plans. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely making plans, and I may have some, you know, I got some things in the works, and I also have something in the works, too, that could very well be related to, you know, All-Star and Charlotte in the WNBA. So check that out out coming up potentially this upcoming uh this upcoming week on beyond the w so we shall see sounds like a plan i was going but Mm -hmm. uh, i'm not gonna be able to make it oh oh, okay just got some stuff going on yeah playoffs oh yeah yeah see playoffs that's that's exactly i looked at my schedule like right when you guys were talking about it because we were all talking about it growing up as a group and i was like oh that's Uh time of private school like final four and stuff oh man but uh man hey shout out to all the single people you know what I'm saying? This is the, the cliche, corny, positive reinforcement, but I'm going to say it anyway because you might need to hear it. Uh-huh. Love yourself first. Make sure you love yourself first. Facts. Know that you're worth it. 
and anybody who has ever said anything negative on your name, forget them. You know what I'm saying? Because you're worth it. I'm, Young million. And that goes for even the people in relationships. Like you can't, yeah. you can't do nothing for nobody else unless you love yourself. Because all you're going to do is drag the other person down with you. Mm-hmm. And that's unhealthy. So, I mean. Shout out to J. Cole. <laughs> right. <laughs> love yours. <laughs> love yours indeed. Love yours indeed. Oh, it's- yeah, yeah. Oh, another thing. Before we get into it, uh, yeah. shout out to, to Maya Moore. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's on Peace Tree Hoops right now. It's live. You know what I'm saying? I talked to Jeremy Lin last night and got him to talk about, uh, you know, Maya Moore's decision. He didn't really say much about it, but I thought it would be interesting to, you know, ask mm-hmm. because, you know, Jeremy is such an outspoken Christian himself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Maya Moore, salute to her, man, to be one of the uh, the legends, icons in women's basketball. You know, right. I, I know she's declined a little bit on the court mm-hmm. as far as production goes. She's not the best player on Minnesota anymore. Not the best player in the league anymore, but right. um, she's still a legend. And to leave before she was all the way falling off. Mm-hmm. Now, this is still her prime. Yeah, yeah, physically, yeah. physically speaking, uh, for, for God, for Lord, for the Lord, for something that's greater than her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to ask yourself as a fan, as a spectator, uh, are you willing to give up your lifelong passion to, to follow Christ? Yeah. Right. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know many people that will say yes. In the in the heat, you know, in the prime of their careers yeah, where they're making right. the most money they've ever been making. Exactly. After, after all those 6 o'clock practices and all those workout days. And, and all like, those, you know, those bus trips and all those plane trips. Those, those days when you wanted to go hang out with your friends and you couldn't because you had practice. And you give, you you know, you do all that to reach this spot. And, you you know, you decide to do that for, for this cause. That's mm. Hey, that's something. That's big time. That's admirable. You, you got to applaud that. You got to applaud that. And then um, also she's from Gwinnett County. So right. we're in Gwinnett right now. Maya Moore, you got a little more time. You know, I know you're uh-huh. working in the ministry. Yeah. We, we could set something up where we're recording on a Saturday and we could get you in the studio. So let us know. Hey, you know, hey, hey our people going to hit your people. We couldn't get Lexi Brown, but Maya Moore is bigger anyway. Hey. Wow. But, but Lexi, if he's still trying to get on the show, I mean, like, <laughs> and we're going to get Lexi on the show. That's that's a given. We're going to get Lexi on the show, just like, you know, just like we're going to get Maya Moore on the show. That's going to happen for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that's going to happen. But but yeah, there's a lot that was, you know, go, that was a lot. Definitely. That was going on. And we're going to get to NBA All-Star in just a second. But um, but it just feels different. Like two weeks ago, it just seems as though like the whole city was lit up with Super Bowl fever. The whole city was the whole city was just lit up. Like all you could see was Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. I mean, even Commissioner Goodell came out today, and you know, not today, but came out recently. <laughs> I'm all over the place, man. He's it's here early. right now. He's it's here right now. He's here right now. <laughs> I'm all over the place, man. It's early as a Sunday, but even he came out and said, like, you know, Atlanta, you know, great job hosting. It was, you know, it was a blast and everything like that. And then the game came, and. Well, and let's just because we got into it a little bit, and you know, in the group chat and everything too. Like, if this <laughs> I was forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw it. I saw it. But if it was one of those, if 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 you're more the type of person that likes to see like 49-42 type games, because I covered a 49-42 type game once upon a time. Like, if you just like to see offense and both quarterbacks throwing for at least 
400 yards, you probably tuned away from the game after the Maroon 5, uh, excuse me, after the Travis Scott and Big Boy halftime show um, featuring Maroon 5 and Adam Levine as guests. The Travis Scott sentence. (laughs) <laughs> he started the he started sycamore and then disappeared. And right. Where did he go? Where did he go? I'll be on that on that. Hey, thank y'all, Atlanta. Right. What? <laughs> Where's the rest of the song? But but but, but, but he did the he did the ATL chant. That was dope. That ATL. was nice. But uh how's y'all feel like just kinda um as black people watching it? Mm. There was a I felt really guilty watching it <laughs> a lot of like <laughs> most of the night. I know like I'm a sports journalist, and I should know how the Super Bowl went, and I should know that thing. But like, yeah, the entire time, just seeing everybody like who's with Cap, and like what they were saying and stuff with uh, Angie, uh, Angie, Angie, uh, Martin, mm. Angie, Angie Martinez. No, no, no. I mean like <laughs> Angie, the, the the civil rights icon. Oh, um. Hmm. Angela Davis. Angela That's Davis. About. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, Angela gotcha. Davis breaking it down and uh huh. Um, Common and everybody, everybody who said they were with Cap, all, all the big, all the big time conscious celebrities, like uh huh. I just I felt guilty watching it most of the night, uh-huh. and uh, you know, especially me since I was starting off boycotting until they Eric Reed got signed. Mm-hmm. But uh. I don't know. I just felt I felt guilty, like, and then especially seeing the Super Bowl halftime show, like the halftime show, it was it felt a little eerie not seeing Drake come out for Sicko Mode, not seeing Cardi B come out for the Cardi B song they have, uh-huh. and not seeing um you know Andre 3000 come out with with Big Boy, mm-hmm. and you know, obvious it's obvious the reason why all those artists didn't come, mm-hmm. and uh, so just seeing that, I don't know, man, it's, it's it was weird. It was weird. Right. I, I, I see I see what you mean by, by that and everything. I think that, you know, the, and also there were so many celebrities that came out like like Jay-Z. I remember when when it was announced that Travis Scott was going to be part of the halftime show like Jay-Z. I think his people tried to get in touch with Travis Scott's people and tried to, you know, I guess, you know, persuade him away from actually, you know, doing the doing the halftime show. Jay-Z, Jay-Z rapped himself, you know, and, uh, and a bleep like I say no to the Super Bowl. You don't need me. I don't need you. Like, yeah. like that was that was a that was a famous line, of course. So he tried to get him to, you know, to pull out of it, but he didn't. But but I just feel like that, you know, for the most part, like the halftime show, like the last really like really, really, really good halftime show that I really remember in all honest and truth was was Prince. That was really like one of the last like really like memorable like Prince in Miami. Like that was one of the last rem- memorable ones that at least I remember, at least to my memory. I liked, um, I think Katy Perry did it one year and she brought out Missy Elliott. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I, li- uh-huh. I like that I because, because that. I was like, I was kind of mad about Katy Perry because that was a year where it was like hip hop was really starting to take over as the number one, like hands down. When, uh-huh. was, when was that? That was like uh, maybe. It wasn't that long that ago. That was the year when she brought out them sharks and that's, that became a meme. 13 was, thir- 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 was Beyonce in New Orleans. Okay. Because, yeah, that was because the power Falcons should have been in that one. Yeah, so it must have been fourteen. So yeah, because like I didn't really watch that game much. That was a uh, who was that? The Seahawks and the Patriots, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So thirteen was uh, no. It thir- was, thirteen was was the Ravens and um the 49ers. Forty Niners. Fourteen was a uh, was that the Seahawks and the uh, no, Broncos? No. Uh, Se- Seahawks and Broncos. I was fifteen. Fifteen. Uh huh. Who was before that then? 
because because who knows? <laughs> no, I think I think that, wasn't no, no, New Orleans, Cam Newton was twenty sixteen. Yeah, wasn't yeah, New yeah. Orleans the uh, the Ravens forty ers Yeah, because that was the game where I think the where I think the Ravens had a lead, and then all of a sudden the forty ers no, started okay. making a comeback. I believe. Yeah, I, I, at the uh, it was a uh, I'm sorry, it was a uh, Seattle and New England. New England, Seattle, Seattle and New England. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. No, I, I got those years wrong. 2015 was definitely uh, Seattle, New England. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because, right. Because I was in Jared's room to watch it. I was yeah, I was at school. I was in school. Still. Uh, I was in uh-huh. Tennessee. Um, Me too. That was the last. That was the last Super Bowl that I watched when I was uh, when yeah. I was a student because yeah. I graduated yeah. in 15. That's yeah. definitely that's definitely that Super Bowl. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I remember that night. I, I put like. Uh, I was naying, and uh, <laughs> I, it, Jerry had a box. Nay-naying. And right. I, I, put the, I flipped yeah. the box on my head, and then I nay and I was ah! <laughs> I'll never forget that, John. That, that was a fun night. Right. That was <laughs> uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, back to the game. Look, you yeah. want to say Hold anything on. about I, the game? Yeah, I, yeah. I want to say something about okay. the uh, hip-hop people. Uh, I, I, I did – I, I see your point uh, why you would feel a little guilty about watching the game. I mean – because they definitely didn't handle Travis Scott's performance the way I would have liked them to. Um, if I was Travis Scott, if that's if that was the plan for my performance, I would have just said no. Because mm. like you went against a lot of people who are powerful in hip-hop and a lot of people who have done a lot of great things for our community to stick your neck out and be a part of this, only for them to kind of slight you into you know, what, you know, your, what you will bring to the show. Mm. That mean and Maroon Five is a big, great artist, and you know, I personally I like Maroon Five's music, but Travis Scott isn't a slouch. So right, Do, doing sicko mode at the Super Bowl didn't help Travis Scott. No, it didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't bring any more people on to like, man, this sounds like an amazing song. Let yeah, me check right. it out. Sicko mode is a, a top fifty song people, in, in the it, world. It, it, right. If you didn't know sicko mode before, appeal. then then. Sicko mode was not for you. Like, no. like if right. you're if you're an old white person in a suit at the <laughs> Super Bowl, you're not like, dang, this song goes hard. Let me check it out. What's it called? Sicko mode. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that wasn't happening in Atlanta. Right. No, I mean, I mean, even, and that even, song got crossover appeal. It's not just hip hop stations playing sicko mode. Yeah. It's top forty that's playing it. Yeah. I mean, but then, but then that even goes with Maroon Five. I don't take Maroon Five as a something a forty uh, sixty year old white man's gonna listen to. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I personally like Maroon Five as a black man, but uh-huh. it's just because I mean, I like their music and they and they make great music. But that I don't, I, I don't get the whole halftime selection process was weird this year. But I feel like part of it was because of all the boycotts and they only had a certain right, a certain, uh, a certain pool of pool artists that pe- they could pick from. Right, and I think that kind of just that kind of arrest their decision and they kind of force their hand of what they want. Cause I'm pretty sure they wanted to have a lot of hip hop people there. Oh yeah. In Atlanta for and, sure. And they couldn't. With all that being said, I do think some of these people looked hypocritical throughout the whole week because mm-hmm. they, they said, well, we're saying no to the NFL. I'm saying no to the Super Bowl, but they still participated. They I was, still, I was about to ask that. I was they, about to ask that as a counter question. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they, they still hosted parties. They still performed outside of the game. And I, and I know you're not, performing under the umbrella of you know the nfl but you taking part in that weekend mm-hmm. still put money into the whole city of atlanta uh, it, it put into the city of atlanta but then also the more people you attracted to the downtown during that time the mm-hmm. more money that 
the event made, which is event put on by the NFL. Right. So that means they're going to make money off of it. When, when, when people look back at it in a couple of weeks and they say, the Super Bowl weekend brought in this much money to Atlanta, it's going to be because the Super Bowl. Like, like right. I mean, that's like kind of the gist. Right. The yeah. umbrella over it. Mm-hmm. So, like, and it was everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody I named that skipped it, they uh-huh. performed. Like, except right. for Andre 3000 and Drake. Yeah, I don't But yeah. But, like, you know. And, and Jay-Z, but mm-hmm. Meek hosted a, a party. Gucci hosted a party. Cardi performed the night before with Robert Kraft. With that, Robert Kraft. That had me. I was like, wait, hold on. Like, if, But if, if that was the case, why not just perform at halftime? Yeah. Like, you might at that point, like, not only are you not, are you p- participating. You got MAGA best friend next to you dancing. Right. Thank you. Exactly, <laughs> so, and also she was in a com- she was in one of the most watched commercials. Yeah, you see that Pepsi saying? commercial. But it was like, okay, you didn't want to perform at the Super Bowl halftime and be seen at the event doing it. You know where the, it's the most obvious, but you probably made she probably made more money doing it the way she did it than she did if she had to perform. The Super Bowl don't pay to perform. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. I've never been asked to perform at the Super Bowl. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, I don't think you get paid for that. But those performances that you set up on the outside and those parties you host, you get that money. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so in that commercial she was in, they paid her to be in that. Right. So, I mean, was it really this noble thing where you say, hey, I'm not going to participate and I don't, I'm really just not, or was it just, well, I don't want to do PR. that. I don't want to do that for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that really the thing? It oh, I'm, I'm sure it's not for free. Oh, for sure. You, I don't you, know. You, you definitely getting a, a 15 mil bag. Mm, uh, right. You know, the, the more I think about it, Money. You de- you're definitely getting a bigger Money. bag <laughs> doing the actual Super Bowl than, than the <laughs> event she did. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It, it I, is- I, I just think in the long run, it was a better investment, what she did. Because even though you're going to have a couple people uh, call out what she did, mm-hmm. um, those couple people – are much smaller than the amount of people that actually watched the Super Bowl and then saw her go on the stage and was like, I thought she said she was boycotting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think in the long run, she she saved herself a little bit on the PR side and investment. Um, but I also like, you know, during the week how they did have, you know, we, we complained about um, there being a lack of Atlanta recognition. And definitely during the week, there was a bunch of Atlanta uh, reunion Atlanta, you know, bunch mm-hmm. of those concerts going on with Budweiser, Bud Light, whoever was throwing it, whatever those yeah. beers was throwing it on, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, D4L and uh, you know RP, uh, you know Shadalo, um, okay, you know K Camp, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this the Super Bowl does not pay the artists for an appearance fee; they pay for all their expenses oh, for the being stage. for being there and the stage and the all the travel expenses of everybody and. Uh, mm. Uh, the main reason artists do it is just because they know that over the years people have noticed an increase in sales of their records mm. afterwards. So I mean, it's really kind of a you scratch my back, yeah. And I and hopefully this platform will scratch yours, right? So they that the payment is pretty much the extra boost in sales they get afterwards, which uh, I don't think Cardi or Travis Scott or Jay like those guys don't like yeah, Drake they don't doesn't need, need it. it. Like, well, Maroon Five doesn't need it. Maroon Five doesn't need <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, so, nobody right. needs it. But Keem, to to your point that, that you were saying at the beginning, the last memorable performance you can remember was uh, Prince in '07. Yeah, well, which I didn't really like. I didn't really know any of those songs when he was performing. I didn't them, except, uh-huh. except for except for Kiss, like uh, he performed you know, Purple Rain at the end of it. Yeah, I yeah he, he performed Purple Rain and it was raining. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, I, I remember that. I'll always remember that. I thought oh, that yeah. was super cool. But uh, 
I mean, to be but, honest, the Super Bowl halftime show has never been. Well, that, but 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 that's what I was about to say. Uh-huh. That, that's what I was about to say. Like literally, think about. Okay, I think Whitney Houston sung the national anthem one year. Yeah, and then 92. Michael Jackson did it in like the nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, people can't recall many Super Bowl halftime shows. It's not like it was no. a thing of like right back in the day. Every year the Super Bowl show was yeah. was fire, and everybody always right. remembered it. I feel like people no. remember Super Bowl halftime shows. They remember them not necessarily for the performance, but they remember them for the moments. Like. Everybody and they mamas and they daddies remember what happened with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. And I think that's when it's that's when the halftime Super Bowls really Super Bowl halftime really became a big deal. It was when that happened. Yeah. Because personally before before well, Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson, but like I mean, even that was like if you wanna if you wanna go to a Michael Jackson concert, you need more than thirty minutes. I right. mean these 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 acts don't have time to put together the kind of show that will be memorable, like True. they have to, they have to rush through their songs. I don't like that. I don't. I mean, if I want to hear somebody's somebody great perform, mm-hmm. and they get these big high profile people to come perform, I want to hear their music, and I want to see them perform. Right. Them coming out singing fifteen seconds of a song and then switching, switching and changing suits. I don't want to see that. I'm good. It that's, feels rushed. That's rushed. I don't. That's not a concert. That's not a performance. That's a. That's a. That's a chance to go to the kitchen to get some snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. So. I see what you mean. So, yeah, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely, um, you know, one of those things that makes it so, you know, so interesting about it. But like I said, I feel like it, you know, it makes it a lot more memorable in in that sense. But, you know, what ended up happening after that is that, you know, after the, you know, after the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson uh, deal, they started, you know, started catering to an older demographic. And then, they started to be like, okay, like we feel like we've catered to an older demographic a little bit enough. Let's skew a little bit younger and start bringing, you know, more contemporary artists. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's just how it, you I'll, know. Also tape delay because At, Travis Scott cussed a couple times during uh, sicko mode. Yeah, that, that they yeah. bleeped out. He said, "Cause at the gate outside when they." Oh, oh I saw that. Well, I mean, uh, I saw that. As far as I know, I think there's a seven second delay. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a delay. It's at least it's at least five. I think it is seven. Oh, uh, just because the FC, the what is it, FCC? FCC? Yeah, FCC. they have to be able to review it and see it and bleep out whatever. One of one of the three things that I learned in college. I know, right? <laughs> 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 I definitely remember that. One of the things, and I don't even remember all that, of that. That's why we gave him forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Shoot, exactly, exactly. It better have you know. It better have um you know contributed at least to something, and it definitely has to a certain extent. But um, but yeah, it was uh, it was definitely you know probably the part of the for some it was if you ask some you know it may have been even the part of the whole Super Bowl that may have been probably dare I say the most memorable or the most notable for those like. You know, as far as the the game itself was concerned, I just feel like that the game itself, like for someone such as myself, who I guess is more of an offensive type of person, mm-hmm. it was it was kind of one of those things that was a little bit of a letdown because I think I, like I predicted I said thirty seven twenty four if I remember correctly mm-hmm. I think I predicted thirty seven twenty four but I predicted the Patriots would win I think that. In terms of the game itself, a lot of people was thinking, okay, if I'm going to sit through a game that's going to end, you know, 13 to 3, at least let the Rams be the one that scores the 13 and gets the, and gets the W. But, of course, it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't that way. But, you know, New England ended up uh, winning. Edelman won uh, MVP at 141 yards. And I just think back to that game, Jeremy, and 
Brady didn't look his best. But no. then again, Brady hasn't looked his best in a lot of Super Bowls he's played in. I mean, this is not the Patriots team that beat the Falcons. This is not the Patriots team that lost to the Eagles last year. That's I not mean, even the Patriots team that beat uh, Carolina. No, this Patriot, This was the Patriots team when they won that first Super Bowl. This is exactly how they played. And right. I, and quite frankly, I don't – I mean, I get, I get your point. You know, you expected an offensive game. It was uh-huh. Brady versus, you know, the best offense in the league. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people are going to think, "Hey, yeah, this is going to be a high scoring game." Yeah, but I want you to sit and I want people to sit and think about history. What has history told us? Because history usually happens over and over again. Look back at all of the Patriots Super Bowl. They were playing them back this week, and I sat and I watched a lot of them. Mm-hmm. They weren't not much different than that Super Bowl we saw last week. Facts. I mean, the Giants game was seventeen fourteen. Low not, scoring. That's not exciting. Uh. Uh, the, that game was definitely exciting. It was at the end. It was <laughs> at, at the, the end. end. At the end. But if you watch the first three quarters of it, it's boring. I think what made it exciting was the fact that you had New York that was, you know, trying to prevent the undefeated season. Yeah, it was an upset. There was a storyline attached story to line. it. That there, that that's where the problem really. Began. This Super Bowl, there, there was no storyline. Thirteen three was just boring to me. Like I definitely didn't want to see a Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to see a Chiefs Rams. 50 to 50 Super Bowl, like, like, because that that <laughs> offensive performance that pissed me off just as much as a 13 to three, you know, to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't like it because I was like, is nobody gonna get a stop? Like, you know what I'm saying? I want there yeah. to be. It a looked balance. like the Pro Bowl. Like, it would have looked exactly. like the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it exactly. Been the Pro but, Bowl. but, but, like, but, like, 21 to 14, three scores. That that's good with me. Three touchdowns, like mm-hmm. a 20 something game, 30 something game. Like, that's cool with me. That's my ballpark. Give me to about 17. To, to 34 like that that's the ballpark i want to see both teams in for an interesting enough game well you know what, what, what i saw from the 13-3 punt 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 like i don't, I don't want to see that i mean that, that that's just me but this game is two weeks old so i don't want to spend too much time on it yeah uh, but, uh, I, i'll let you rebuttal but uh-huh. my thing is okay we we say that but i mean we say it like we're mad at the team that won but if i recall the rams did it would have been in the ballpark that people wanted to see in the excited, exciting moment mm-hmm. that everybody wanted to see would have happened had the Rams done what they were supposed to. Okay, I'm going to give you four examples of plays mm-hmm. that would have been like great big-time moments that would have been, okay, this was a great Super Bowl because mm-hmm. that's all that changed this game from the time the Giants beat the Patriots. Right. Okay, Jared Goff's miss. Brandon Cooks in the end zone, butt naked open. That was egregious. If he catches that ball – the Rams win 17-13. Right. If he catches that, he missed. He dropped it. Right. Jared Goff missed him. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's one gone. Right. Uh, the field goal that was missed early on in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that's that's points gone right there. That's the Rams' fault. Right. The field goal that was missed at the very end. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's gone. That's the Rams' fault. Mm-hmm. The interception Brady threw in the first half. The Rams did nothing with. Okay. Boom. That's gone. That's right. four plays wasted where the, where the Rams had opportunities to put twenty. Let's see six. Seven. Uh, I'm not good at two math. Field, two missed field goals and at plus least another field goal. That's nine. That's 16 points that just was left out there. At and, least and, 16. You know, you know what that sounds like? Also in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. <laughs> also in Sounds Mercedes- like the SEC championship. Oh, oh man. Really? He went there. I he mean, went but there. That's exactly <laughs> what when, when you said they, when they left points on the board. Four big plays. That's exactly what UGA did against Bama. 
Mm. Man. But all right, let Man. can can we move on to trade deadline? We, we don't have that much time left. Let's do it. Let's all do right. it. All right. <laughs> trade trade deadline, man. Uh a lot of people felt like staying kind of with the Super Bowl still. <laughs> yeah. Felt like trade talk dominated Super Bowl week, man. How how'd y'all feel about that first of all before we get into these trades? Mm. Um I mean the whole it's so interesting that you mentioned how trade how, you know, the trade deadline pretty much, you know, you know, dominated the week of the Super Bowl because it's like, you know, we was going into this week thinking like, oh, this week is going to be about the Super Bowl. Biggest week, you know, biggest, you know, one of the biggest week in sports. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, the NBA is like, oh, uh-uh, we ain't letting you have this week, NFL. Uh-uh, no, sir, Dikembe. Like, like we, we ain't letting you have this. So, like, trade deadline, like, I, I was, like, Anthony Davis, all that stuff that was going on with Anthony Davis and the fact that I think that Dell Demps and the New Orleans Pelicans like was just demanding so much. Like I think they may have de- I think they may have possibly demanded him to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in exchange for Anthony Davis. Like I think he wanted some palm trees. I think he wanted like all sorts of stuff, you know, in exchange for Anthony Davis. But I will say at the same time that in terms of what Dell Demps was requesting, like that's a franchise player. So I, I, I like I know lots of people are giving you know you know giving you know Dell Demps grief and they're giving Rich Paul grief and they're giving LeBron James grief, but but that's a franchise player. Like you know you but at the same time you just also had to understand you gotta get what you gotta get for him yep. because he's gonna go in free agency eventually if you don't trade him to Boston. This time next year, Dell Demps won't have a job. I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there. Uh, Whoa, because uh, if you walk away and Anthony Davis and you have your be- your franchise's best player, like it's not even close, right? And you let him walk out of the door for nothing, especially after Boogie jumped and went to Golden State. Like he walked out for nothing, and mm-hmm. you were gonna get Kuzma, Ingram, uh-huh. maybe Lonzo, some picks. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Say all four of those guys in three years become free agents. None of those guys are gonna look at New Orleans. Nobody's gonna care about New Orleans in four years. Right. That is true. I mean, and but I'm gonna back up. Uh-huh. First point we were saying, you know, how I felt about the uh, you know, the NBA trade deadline, you know, taking up all the Super Bowl week. I really I mean, I didn't care that much. I mean mm-hmm. I don't like the all the hype leading up to the Super Bowl anyway. I think it's always overblown. It's just like repetitive. It's repetitive. Like yeah. Like you've the heard, million you've long heard, the million long hour um pre game yeah. show. No, it's, we don't leave. I don't I don't I just I show up at six thirty and I just watch the game and then I turn it off when it goes off. Boom. I don't I don't that's that for that for me, that's my Super Bowl experience. No, but, I like to watch the post game like trophy I'll watch like I, mean, I, watch, I watch that, but I, then I, after I, that I turn it off. I'll watch I, I like, like maybe, watching all the confetti on the field. I, I just like that. I I'll watch maybe an hour on NFL yeah. Network yeah, of the post game, right. and then after the post game is over, I check out. <laughs> but I mean, I I feel like the NBA has become this thing where trade the trade deadline is. I don't know. It's it's almost like we we'll sit and fantasize about what's what players going to go. It was capped this year. Yeah, Let, let's call it spade for spade is fade. Whatever the phrase is, nothing. Yeah, it was nothing, capped this year. Nothing earth shattering happened yeah. at the trade deadline. This it year. really didn't. Mar- Marcus Gasol is not the same player in 2019 that he was in 2015. No, I mean and, he, he's and, decent, but I, he's I, th- not. I think a lot of casual fans might not know that. Yeah, I mean he's missed what the last two years, yeah, almost yeah, completely yeah. the last two years. But I mean, getting him, he, was he, he was depth, starting to get it going at the beginning of this season. Him and Conley, and Conley's yeah. still hooping. Yeah, and then uh, Noah, Noah, man, had a great night last night. I shared that with y'all. 
Mm. Yeah, like 19 and 15. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, they got, oh, man. Oh, man, these names are more difficult, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did they trade for? It was Gasol and my man's with the beard. Mm-hmm. I feel terrible right now. CJ. Um, no, no, they, they they traded Gasol for my man's with the beard. Uh-huh. Oh, Jonas. Jonas, yeah. Valentunis. Jonas Valentunis. Valentunis. I was just about to say. Uh, uh, all right. I, I, was about, I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Name? I was I was not about to say no Vujicic or Vujicic. <laughs> Bogdanovic. Or v- oh. Vucevic. I was like, no, nah, no. Nah, he plays. Nah. He still plays for the Magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or. got traded to Milwaukee. Right. Vladi Divac. <laughs> Slava Medvedek. Pedro Stoyakovic. For Slava Medvedenko. Vladimir Vujvushkin. Yo, shout, shout out to Stephen A. Smith, man. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Shout out for real. Dang, I don't even know where I was going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing really happened, man. Like like we said, like nothing earth shattering. Uh, I think people don't realize how good Valachunas is. Valachunas is really good. So, so when people are like, oh, Toronto, they're looking serious. I was like, Valachunas was really good. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say, I don't know. He just, he's kind of in this situation where he's, he doesn't really fit the NBA today. I mean, I, li- I like Valachunas and he has a role. And I think he could, if given the right situation, he's not much different than Steven Adams. Yeah, I was about to say, he kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of Steven he Adams. Def- he definitely he, has He kind of plays with a hammer. Yeah, he plays with a hammer. But <laughs> yeah. With with what Toronto is trying to do now, and with the teams they're going to be competing with, that's not necessarily what they need. Yeah. So maybe it was time for a, a, a different direction. Guy who can handle the ball and be yeah, able to and be able to pass it a little bit and be able to shoot a little yeah. bit, and that's what they got in Mark Gasol. And I'm not going to pretend like Mark Gasol is what he was in 2015, but he definitely yeah. his experience level and his his uh, toughness in the playoffs will will be it will be an yeah. asset for them. Not saying that Valanciunas didn't give them that, but mm. like I said, Mark Gasol is a little better shooter than Valanciunas. Sometimes is. people get the two Gasols a little bit mixed up, Mark and Powell. Sometimes yeah. they do kind of get them a little bit mixed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mark was better yeah. than Powell for a few for years. For a few years, there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean I, I mean, he still is because you know Powell's an old man now. He's like forty, but yeah. I mean, those two guys have had great careers. I mean, and even even with that, like I still don't see Toronto winning the East. I mean, so that's why I, that's that's what we were saying. It's like. You know, we talked for three weeks about the trade deadline and mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, okay, say Anthony Davis does go to the Lakers. Are the Lakers beating the Warriors? No. Hell no. <laughs> no. Not a chance. <laughs> and you, you know, it's crazy because everybody was talking about, uh, <laughs> no. you, you know, Mar- Markel Fultz. And, yeah. you know, people talk about a lot about Atlanta and it's like a media and pressure that he had in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, Orlando's way more low key than Atlanta. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. It's, it's crazy to think about because you would think like Atlanta's on the bottom of the totem pole the way that a lot of national people talk about it. But yeah, Orlando gets no attention. No. Like none. Like Mo no. Bamba, like the number five pick or no number six pick of the draft was like, you know what I'm saying? And mm. trade discussions and nobody talked about it on the national level. The like, last like, time like, Orlando like it was mentioned on Twitter like twice, and that was it. The that last it. time Orlando was relevant was when they was playing in the finals against against the Lakers. And even then, they didn't get respect. Like yeah. people, not even yeah, locally. Yeah. People act people act surprised when Orlando they was made, really good yeah. that year, but they won like sixty something games, and they right. were good the entire all, all, year. All those guys could shoot threes. All those guys were great Except players. For Dwight Howard. Yeah, I mean, and that team was built like that team was great. I mean, that yeah. was a great basketball team. It was, it was team. built around him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Perfect. nobody and nobody knew it, and everybody seemed shocked when they got to the finals. I was like, 
Mm-hmm. Have y'all not been paying attention? Like a lot of you people know, were I, definitely I, not watching basketball. I, you, I, I listen. Sorry, I, I, I listen right. to to the winging it pod, and a lot of times I feel like Vince Carter said, "I've never made it that far in my career." You know where he's talking about like the finals. Mm-hmm. He was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't think he was so. on that team. On that Orlando team, yeah, he was I think on that so. Team. I think so. I got to go back. Yeah, was it? Our oh nine, oh nine twenty. Yeah, that was two thousand nine because. 0809, yeah. 2008 was Lakers Celtics. 2009 was Lakers Magic, and then 2010 was Lakers Celtics the rematch. And, and that that 2010 one was one of the better finals in recent memory. You know, it's also so. Interesting. I think it's it's probably my favorite finals that I can remember. Right. You know yeah. what's also so interesting is that you mentioned no, how Vince Carter wasn't on that. Show. Oh, he wasn't on the oh. team. Oh, like he came later. Dang. Oh, when, they, when they started to de- de- uh, decline a little bit, Dang. when mm-hmm. he was on that team when Dwight uh, started having the issues with. Oh, okay. Van Gundy. You know what's so interesting I'm about sorry, that? Vince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was talking about the trade deadline and everything like that. Like, I feel like, you know, I just look at the NBA trade deadline, and they was talking about this all week, like how the NBA trade deadline has kind of like passed Major League Baseball's trade deadline as like the, the best trade deadline in sports. And, you know, I, I think, you know, to a certain extent, I feel like that that may somewhat be true, but – on baseball's trade deadline, like, like I think I think like there was like maybe like five or six trades that maybe went down like the day of the NBA trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Whereas with baseball, you could have as many as like ten or eleven. I'm not. I'm. I definitely think. Ooh, I definitely think the NBA has the best trade deadline, just because the the movability of players mm-hmm. is a little easier. I I think, but baseball like. A few years ago, like baseball used to have like league shifting moves. Yeah, and it's, like, like, yeah. like e- e- even though it was fewer, mm-hmm. like baseball will always have only like one or two deals, one three deals at the deadline. But the deals will be huge. Like Mark Teixeira to the Braves yeah. uh-huh. was huge, or Mark Teixeira to the Angels <clears throat> was huge. Yeah. Like that that shifted like the entire. But but Mark team, Teixeira got traded a lot. No more Garcia Parra to the Cubs. That was huge. Teams yeah. aren't willing to give up prospects like they were before because they're starting to see. Oh these. yeah, like shout out to the Braves for holding it down and that getting uh R- R- Romalto. Real Muto. Real Muto. Real Muto. They, they, were, they were trying to. Philly. Yeah. They, they were trying to rob the they, Braves. They, they wanted uh-huh. Ian Anderson and. And, and like, they man. wanted. They wanted Christian Pache, yeah. Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, and oh, yeah. Austin Riley. No. Del no. Del no. Del That's Del a Dems. catcher. Del no. Dems, we, we their GM uh, now. No. <laughs> four of the top fifty prospects in America. No. Like for 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 one for one guy for one my catcher who was on the Marlins, man. Like no. A- anybody from the Marlins, like you hey, can't be that good. Shout, bro. shout out to Yelich and all those dudes, but no. Yeah. When, when you can't win more than ten games in hundred and sixty-two seasons, <laughs> you can't get fans <laughs> to show up to the joint. Now, man, now man. I'm gonna say this. I like Real Muto. Real, whatever his name is. Real Muto. I like him. I like him, but he's a catcher. A catcher can only give you 120 games tops, okay? Right. He's young, so he's he's going to play a lot, but mm-hmm. catcher's a position. It's almost like a running back. Once yeah. you hit 30, you start to decline. Yeah, not everybody. Why, why am I giving you my two first-round picks for the last three years, my best hitting prospect, mm. and my second best hitting prospect for a guy that may play four years for me? Yeah, not everybody no. is Mike Piazza. Not everybody is Javi Lopez. And he ain't – he. Not everybody is Jorge Posada. Rio Muto is really good, but he shouldn't even he shouldn't even breathe air with those guys in his mind. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So 
No, and the Phillies and the Phillies got him for so much less right. than what they wanted to get. What they wanted from the Braves. Yeah, I was like, "Are you afraid of the did, Braves?" Did the, um, Machado already get traded? <laughs> no, he hadn't signed with anyone. Him or Bryce Harper. Or signed, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know the, Harper. The Yankees offered uh, offered Machado, I believe, two hundred twenty million dollars. And I yeah, think yeah, I think the like Yan- I think the Yankees. That's offered, more than what the White Sox offered. I think that's just a. Uh, a, a leverage play that's by a, Machado's money. agent. That's mm-hmm. a uh, see what the Yankees offered us. That's why it got out so quick. I uh-huh. think we'll say, uh, I I think he's looking for three hundred million, but I don't think he's getting it because. And you know, Bryce Harper is following how much these teams are offering Machado because how much is Harper going to be worth depending on what Machado signs for? If I were, if I were Harper, I would take his deal first because what he doesn't know is that Machado's more valuable. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, Bryce Harper mm. brings to Machado's he, younger. He brings popcorn to your franchise. He brings pop, and he brings uh, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. Swagger, I guess. Attention, but eyeballs. Uh, if you really want to be honest, I mean, Machado's the better player, mm. and mm. Um, he plays every day. I mean, and I can't say Harper's going to do that. And the last couple years, their Nationals went the way of Harper's attitude or his mood at the time mm. when Harper was all in and ready to play baseball and he was engaged yeah. the Nationals were contenders when he was disengaged and he started to have an attitude that's when the Nationals started to fall apart I think it's funny because like before the season he was like he he talked about free agency and he said this is the last time I'm talking about it this season mm-hmm. yeah. like he didn't want it to be a distraction and then he was kind of distracted all year Yeah, he played like it so. because mm-hmm. he, he's, he's very frustrated at the plate uh, you know, I just saw a bunch of clips and highlights of him just, just you know, upset. He didn't have fun this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he had in a home run derby. He had fun. That's what I'm saying. In a home run we, derby. We see what he's capable of when he has fun. Yeah. Now, if that ain't if that's the Bryce Harper I'm getting, I, I'm all sign me up. Right. That home run derby was crazy. Yeah, man. that guy's fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. But, but when he's like he was last year, and but then that's what I'm afraid of. Like when you start to sign these big. Gigantic contracts like this, the guys yeah. asking for it. Mm-hmm. Baseball doesn't is not a game anymore. Baseball becomes a a a, a business. It's it's yeah. a business anyway, just because you're making uh-huh. millions of dollars to play. But right. when you're a three hundred million dollar man walking around one of these major cities, uh-huh. you got ad agencies coming after you. You got endorsements that come along that with that. Then you got fans booing you every time you strike out. Okay, so if you if you yeah. make three hundred million dollars and you go play for the, the Yankees and you go 0 for 15 to start the year. Right. Do you think they're going to take that lightly? Oh heck no. Look at the look at the way they got over uh Giancarlo Stanton. You're going to get booed. I don't yeah. know. I don't and in Washington no disrespect to their fan base because, you know, they're a great fan base and they they've done great. But they're not going to boo Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has been they waited for Bryce he's Harper. He's been their franchise ever since. He's been the most important player to hit the Nationals franchise ever since they moved from Montreal yeah. in 2006. Yeah, I mean, and 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 he's they waited for him for a year. Like they knew they were going to get Bryce Harper when they got that first pick that year. Oh yeah, and they waited and waited and they were patient and and he was a superstar waiting to, in the in the making. Like they knew when they drafted him, they knew he was a superstar, and it also helped in terms of the Derby. It helped that it was in his backyard. Yeah, I mean, and those fans love him. So if I was Bryce Harper, if I'm not going to somewhere. I'm not going to a big market. I'm not going to L.A. I'm not going to New York. I'm not going to Chicago. If I was him, I would go to San Diego Padres, mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta Braves. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even go to Philly. 
sports. Philly's a big Bra- Bra- market. Braves get a lot of attention in baseball. It's a they, little, it's a little do. different with, but, with but baseball the, in Atlanta and basketball. In I'm Atlanta. just, I'm just talking about as far as the fan standpoint because yeah. I don't know how he would react to a fan base that holds him accountable when he doesn't show up. Right, right. And where he, there's and a media that holds him accountable because that's one of those things that wa- in Washington. He can get away with that in Washington, even though the media is tough in Washington. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I heard him catch a lot of flack in Washington. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he, you remember that's a clown question, bro. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know how he's going to react when things, when it, it, the money he makes and the attention he brings starts to become a thing that people start to say, well, you're doing this, you're getting this amount of attention for this, so you should be performing better. I don't know how he's going to react to that. Here's the thing. He strikes out a lot. The worst place that he could go to, in my opinion, is Los Angeles, and here's why. Oh, absolutely. Because Los Angeles fell in love with Yasiel Puig, and the reason why, a big reason why the Dodgers did the Yasiel Puig trade to Cincinnati was because they wanted to free up salary space to get Bryce Harper. Say they sign Bryce Harper, and then, like you said, he has a stretch where he goes, you know, where he goes over, and he hits it's like maybe 210 or 220 his first two months in LA. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to get away with that in LA. No. They'll run him, they'll run him on the 405 and out of the city. Yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing. We've seen this experiment in LA with Manny Ramirez. When Manny Wood was popular, Manny, Manny, Manny a, being Manny. He had a great half of the second half of the year, but nobody remembers that beginning of that next year, do they? No. Uh, How I, he struggled. I just remember that. that he first. struggled and people ran him out of town. Right. Matt Kemp. Big time star, he had that great year. Mm-hmm. Ran him out of town. Came back. He came back and had a great year, but as yeah. an old man, <laughs> yeah, as an old man. But <laughs> when he was young, man, when he was, was a star, he struggled, and they ran him out of town. Well, you know, mm-hmm. the, you, I think with with Matt Kemp, maybe Manny, but uh, I don't know so much Manny, and then Pui, Pui definitely. It they got lost in the sauce. Yeah, yeah. Matt Kemp dated Rihanna. That ruined his career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, y'all, y'all see how Pui had that. He had that like kind of Jeremy Lin type following when he first made it yeah. on the scene, and he didn't even know English. He got he definitely got lost in the sauce. Yep. Oh yeah, because this man's like Puig, your friend. He, yep. You're like man, I didn't even you know I don't even know English. I got all these girls on me, all these all these women. I'm y'all see a Puig, I'm balling out. And he became a platoon player. And he's gonna dis. And that's why I feel like he. And that's why I feel like the Cincinnati thing is somewhat of a bad fit for him because Cincinnati is blue collar. Oh yeah, Cincinnati's blue collar. That's not LA. If you don't hustle in Cincinnati, you're going to get booed. Oh yeah, for sure. Because they, Pete Rose, Charlie hustle. Oh yeah, that whole that whole the big red machine. Those yeah. guys were known for going through Johnny balls Bench. to win games. Right. So that's their culture up there, and they love their baseball. Oh yeah. So that's the city that invented baseball. Yeah. They credit so themselves as inventing baseball. If, if we go up there and don't act right, he'll be gone by by deadline. But back right. to, back to our original point, what we were talking about was the MLB trade deadline. Uh huh. I don't see those kind of moves being made no more at the MLB trade line. That's why I think, like I said, the movability of the M- – because teams are willing to to get a guy out of there that doesn't want to be there. Teams are willing to take less and draft, and then we can trade draft yeah. picks in the NBA. You can't do that in baseball. So there's no more no more Garcia Parra type deals when he went to the Cubs. Really, when you think about it, it's so interesting because I remember that was 2004 when that happened, and everybody was hyping up that – that that Garcia Parra trade, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's going to be the trade that gets to the Cubs the World Series. But actually, that was the trade that won the World Series for the Red Sox that year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, teams value prospects now. And the scouting is so good that um, mm-hmm. 
you know, these guys that are projected to be good usually turn out to be pretty good. Yeah. It's not it's not like it was fifteen years ago where you're just you're literally just throwing darts in the dark hoping that you hit something. Mm-hmm. These guys actually know like they've been trained throughout their lives to be professional athletes. So mm-hmm. it's it's more it's easy it's it's easier to project now. So I mean I can see a lot of teams like I like like Rashad said, I applaud the Braves for just standing pat. Right and not going out and making no moves because they didn't really need to. I mean, they need they need a number one pitcher, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Rashad yeah. Milligan, Ian Anderson on Peachtree Hoops right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that plug. <laughs> but before, that plug we, in. before we get out of here, let's talk about All Star. Like what? Uh, are you? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you guys like how the uh, with the uh, the teams were picked? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. I do. Too. I do. I, I I like. I didn't think. I was like. Why don't you just have East and West? You know, like I'm gonna be a grumpy old man. <laughs> as I was watching the draft, I was like, "Yo, this is really interesting to see." Like, yeah. you know, what would happen if you had a pool of NBA All Stars and you know you picked right? Them. And it was really interesting to see that D'Lo didn't go last, uh, <laughs> right? But you know, and then seeing that Kemba Walker was picked last out of the starter, so yeah. um, I, I like both mm. of that. Yeah, I think it makes it, it spices it up a little bit because it creates all sorts of interesting scenarios. Like imagine if imagine if among that at, among that pool of all stars, you know, LeBron picks Kyrie Irving to be on his team. Mm. He picked all the players who had player options. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. Every player that's going to be a free agent this summer is on LeBron James. Yeah, so someone pointed that out in the comments. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. Right. So I mean. And I liked it because I think that both teams represent their captain's personality. Yeah. If you look at Giannis's team, a lot of those guys are just kind of low key guys. Yeah. Just play ball, and you don't really yeah. hear much from them. LeBron. Got the cool kids. Yeah. LeBron got all the flashy dudes. <laughs> he got all the. Cool <laughs> he, he got the biggest name. Like he has Kawhi at the five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got all the cool kids, man. So, yeah. Wait, Kawhi's a cool kid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ka- Ka- Kawhi, Kawhi. That, Kawhi does not have that much of a personality. That's no, not, no, I mean, but, but, but Kawhi is cool. And he's a free oh, he's agent. cool, cool, yeah, but but he, like he's, he's not a, flashy. He's a free agent. He's not like Westbrook type flashy. A, but he, he plays in the six. Agent. He plays in the six. And like, he, and he one, who's cool playing in the six will do that to you. And he's one of the top. I mean, he's widely considered a top five player. Like, that's yeah. when I think yeah. of the cool kids, I think, of, oh, everybody's on this guy. Oh, everybody likes this guy. I mean, nobody's talking about Chris Middleton. Yeah. yeah, even though well, you're really that, good that, that was so like he's such a loyal dude. I don't think he'll ever leave because like once uh, Don Maker got traded, he was mm-hmm. talking about how much that hurt him. Yeah, and then he was talking about you know a couple years ago how he'll never leave Milwaukee because they were the ones that give him a chance. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he takes Chris Middleton with the first pick of yeah. uh, the reserves. Yeah, I, I I don't think Giannis and is I, over. I, I like think, that. That's just his personality. Yeah. He's just like a very uh, connected person. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that the NBA needs guys like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I do – I've said this, and I don't know if I've said this in mm-hmm. the past, but I've definitely been against, like, the guys teaming up. I hate that. But yeah. the league survives because people move. Like, if the Warriors were just the same team the entire time, like, they yeah. would have won how many championships by now? I mean, we need that movement to be able to create. Like, for Kevin Durant to go somewhere from – from Golden State, that would hurt that team, but then yeah. make an opportunity somewhere else. And it that creates make, buzz. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It creates like buzz, that. and but, that's the thing that the NBA does better than a lot of other sports. They create lots of buzz. So the idea of Kevin Durant going to, you know, going to whether it's New York or whether it's going to wherever, it creates buzz and it it gets people talking. Yeah, it I gets mean, people talking. I mean, I've never been more excited for a basketball season than when LeBron went to Miami. 
I was like, I hate this team. And they're not gonna win. They're not gonna beat my Hawks. I don't care what they say. Right. But it made it exciting but because it, was fun to watch. it made it exciting because it gave you it gave you somebody to root against. It gave the NBA a, a villain, a heel. It gave it a villain, and that's what made it just so just so interesting from that point. All right, that's uh, that's another episode in the books, episode ninety-seven of the A League Show. Once again, as always, uh, thanks for for tuning in, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for following us as always. So, uh, with uh, this one about to be in the books, let's uh, get on up out of here, shall we? Um, RashadMilligan.com. You can follow me on uh, on Twitter at Oink Oink Zoo Pals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is Jeremy Johnson, Clark underscore Kent underscore 75. Get my Superman on. Akeem Balaam, Twitter, Graham, Beyond the W. Check it out and don't let the ATL dating curse get to you. There's somebody out there for you as well. Happy Valentine's Day. Y'all must thought that I was gonna whisper the whole time. Hey, mistress, uh, diamonds they wear like go fishing. Uh, Y'all don't want friends, I want Audis. Audi. I don't want cars, I want Rarys. Uh, I don't want friends, I want